Hey there, everyone. My name is Ari and welcome to Made of Metal, a motivational podcast where we tell stories about regular people overcoming insurmountable odds. So good morning, everyone. Another wonderful, amazing day. Today, I'm really enjoying having a really strong sense of self after doing my morning little gratitudes and my meditation and just feeling very engaged with the day and very present, which is very rare for me, who is, uh, of course, a CPTSD survivor. So I dissociate a lot and I have a lot of issues with um, understanding the importance and the value of the moment. So I love these interviews and I love this series because it really brings me back to, again, what it means to be human and the many facets of that and what that looks like and how different that is for everybody. I don't want to go too much into that, but today we have a incredible, incredible guest on. I really love stories from people who, again, have encountered things that some people may view as insurmountable, which is one of my favorite words, things that some people will can feel like, oh, this would absolutely destroy me. But people experience these things and they, I mean, are truly, truly pillars of strength and um, inspiration. We come across these people and we can just feel the light in the energy sort of uh, radiating off of them. And uh, Emily today is one of those individuals. So without further ado, I want to say welcome, Emily. Thank you so much for being on today. Thank you for having me. And yeah, I'm excited, excited to chat. And yeah, it was interesting that you said the the thing about the morning and being present because I also had a complete recalibration morning, actually, that was like, okay, we need to get back into our bodies. Again, struggling with CPTSD, but and get, you know, get, get into our bodies a little bit more. So I, so I resonate with that a hundred percent, but yeah. Oh, yeah I'm happy to be here. That's a, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Already. I like the connection. I like the connection. And it's, it's so helpful too. It really does. It really, it, cause we do get off track cause it's all very easy to do. And then we kind of will feel bad about it, but it's good that we have these sort of tools to lean on and bring us back. So Emily, please feel free to introduce yourself and um, jump right into your story. Yeah. So hi, everyone. So my name is Emily and currently I'm a, I'm a mindset coach and energy coach that helps with both the healing, the trauma and healing the blocks, uh, whether they be mental or emotional, probably both. Uh, and then also, you know, healing those to create space within your body and your mind to create something different. So within the, the manifestation world. So focusing on both because, yeah, that's really important. Mm. And yeah, yeah. So my story um, essentially started when I became aware that my father had a personality disorder. And that happened when I was around 20. Previous to that, I had no awareness um, of that because everything's relative. Like if you're growing yep. up in a family where that's just your normal, like you grow, you, you're born into something with no reference experience. So yep. That is your yep. normal, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then mm -hmm. at a certain point, you start looking and saying, hmm, was that actually? And, you know, you start challenging your beliefs and challenging some of the experiences that have happened. And yeah, so basically that led me into the world of healing, the world of, you know, your mind and how parts, if it was too 
difficult to experience in the moment were repressed. And yeah, and you know, that led me into a whole world of both the trauma bits of it, but also, you know, in everyday life, kind of looking at, hmm, what, what, like, what's being filtered to me right now? And then using that now to manifest and to create different things with that awareness. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's I like, I really like that way that you, yeah. (laughs) I really (laughs) like how you worded that though, with what's getting filtered. So Talk about, Mm -hmm. can you explain that a little bit more? What do you mean when you say like what's getting filtered? Is that um, perspective wise? Is that sort of, you know, through the the knowledge and experience that you've gained? Like what, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so I could go into the neuroscience behind it, but I'll, I'll oh, try yeah. to try to say it in more of like a a story way. So no essentially, you are being um, exposed to like millions of bits of data each second in each present moment. And what you are aware of are the things that you have essentially told your subconscious mind to be aware of or told mm-hmm. your even conscious mind to be aware of. And so you, it, and that's formulated by your belief systems, your thoughts, um, your emotions. And so I, I really understood this when I realized that I had been filtering information to essentially support the belief system that I had with the current level of of awareness that I had. So, you know, I just wasn't aware that I was being manipulated and abused. Mm -hmm. And that was really interesting to me. And then now, so you can use that knowledge to create something different by understanding that what you are experiencing or perceiving in the present moment is essentially ran by your belief system, your thoughts, and your emotions. So when you start to change those, then you'll start to see things in the external world mirror back to you something different. Oh my gosh, that very, <laughs> very simple layman's terms and a, very easy to visualize and to understand that concept. So it's literally being filtered through all, like your, like you said, your belief systems, the things that you have sort of formulated when you were younger in this space of not really knowing, of kind of just absorbing everything. And how does that feed into essentially what you do now as being a mindset and manifestation coach? How does sort of the filter of experiences and beliefs, I guess, either help you or hinder you with your manifestations? Yeah. So, so when people come, essentially we're digging into what they are, you know, inherently just believing about themselves and inherently Mm -hmm. just believing about the world. And so through dialogue, you can kind of pick up on pieces that, you know, your beliefs, it doesn't matter what they are. They're going to be true for you and that's going to be reflected back. So it's like digging into that with people and making them aware of, okay, well, you're believing this or you, you have an assumption about this, like, and that's why you're creating this. So making them aware of that, but like, it's hard if it's you trying to do this by yourself because Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's just your normal, right? So it's easier when you're being mirrored back that by someone to say, wait, you said this, are you using this language pattern? Um, mm-hmm. Were you aware of this? And this is what this creates, or even like having the dialogue and asking them questions about um, what they could just, you know, it, it could just be just inherently just going on and happening. And until someone says, wait, 
maybe not, or yeah. wait, <laughs> so, like, let's dig deeper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I like that. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So just putting the, I mean, because you're right, when you do have those beliefs growing up, they are strong. They're almost foundational and you don't, yeah. you aren't aware of them, but I totally agree about having a, an objective professional or even mm-hmm. a friend, somebody who's yeah. able to, you know, mirror back to you exactly mm-hmm. what you're saying, but in a way that's like, you're exactly right. Just putting a little bit of a different perspective, a little bit of, Hey, have you ever <laughs> like actually heard yourself say this? You know, it's like, Oh no, actually I didn't, but it's, you know, yeah. it's, it's so helpful. So how in, in your own life, throughout your own journey, how did you um, sort of come to mindset and manifestation after you were going through the process of becoming aware of, you know, your experiences and your perspectives and how that was, how that was shaping your reality at the time? Yeah. I mean, that was everything. And it was especially interesting having a father who really mirrored back to me that what you're experiencing in your reality is based on what's going on inside. So for example, you know, my, my dad would have these, would live in essentially these fantasy worlds, you know, at one point, you know, thinking that he was Joseph from the Bible and going in and then his actions Uh. would align with that, you know, like going on all these scavenger hunts and trying to find these symbols. Um, And so that, showed me in a very polarized way um, that what's going on in your reality um, is true for you. And and that's fine. And then with me, it was the same thing, right? Like I had all of these patterns and I had all of these belief systems that were essentially guiding what I did, what I didn't do, who I I thought I was, how the world Mm -hmm. works. And so it was by understanding that. And then I, when I started healing those things and started healing those layers that were, I I would say the protective personality, you can call it the ego. Um, I like Sue Sue Mortar talks about the protective personality as Mm -hmm. a just different language term for the ego, because people kind of ease into that a little bit more, which, which I resonate with, but Uh, um, yes, (laughs) yeah, it's like the ego just has this inherent meaning associated with yeah, it. Yeah, bad rap, bad rap, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was like clearing those layers that, and then, you know, finding the authentic self underneath. But then that showed me that in, in like, that I could use that knowledge to, again, create new belief systems, which were mm-hmm. then going to be like internalized. And then that would be what I'm perceiving my reality to be like. So it was by understanding that, you know, what, what we perceive as a negative polarity within that with being um, manifested in my external reality, but then also mm-hmm. using that same framework and that same knowledge system to then, you know, okay, well, if I believed that and that's what was going on, then I can use that to actually benefit me or empower me um, rather than not Oh, how so and empower you in what ways? Empower you to make change, empower you to heal yourself a little bit more. In what ways does it empower you to kind of have that knowledge? Yeah. Yeah. So so for example, um, I'll just use one like coming online, which which is just present right now because now I'm coming online. So I'll just use this as mm-hmm. an example. Yeah, please. So coming <laughs> like online, it. <laughs> it would be like a version of me in the past would be you know, not even entertain that idea. Like it just Mm. wouldn't, 
no, no. One, why? <laughs> Two, like, I'm not actually like putting myself out online, you know, like people are going to yeah. judge, people are going to criticize me. So my um, internal reality at the time was this really protective fragile self that didn't want to be seen, that didn't want to have people, you know, judge me that, you know, all of those different uh, belief systems and patterns. And so Mm -hmm. now I can use that to empower me by saying, okay, well, I want to come online and I want to share my message and I want to help people. So what belief systems and what assumptions would I need to have about myself in order to do that? And then you, okay, so um, you know, I'm, I'm valuable. Like my message is valuable. Like, um, I'm here to share light. And then, so now you switch the belief systems and also you clear away the other uh, belief systems Mm -hmm. to do essentially what you, what you want to do or what you came here to do or what you're passionate about. So, so it's using that uh, framework by saying, okay, so, these thought patterns and these assumptions are guiding my behavior in this way and I'm staying small or I'm protecting myself. Okay. So what belief systems and what thought patterns would I need to have now in order to do what I want to do? Wow. Okay. Well, that for me, (laughs) just, I love the language that you're using. And I love as somebody who's very number one ADHD. So I I like one, two, three sort of listing. And I think a lot of other um, people who've either had trauma or dealt with adversity can relate to that. It's the order. It's the organization. Of course, you want to feel confident in what you're doing. I absolutely love the changing of the beliefs because your example is an example. I think a lot of us struggle with, with as a consequence of trauma, you do want to naturally protect yourself, which means making yourself invisible making your, anything that you desire to do that will put you out in the public eye, you're not going to do it because you just, you would rather not risk the exposure. And that really limits you. It really does, especially in this world today that is so visual, that is so video based, that is so like, we want to see your face. They want to see a person and it can really affect your business. And I really love how you really broke it down to just changing your limiting beliefs, changing your assumptions about the situation and that I'm going to be criticized. Um, People are going to make fun of me. People are going to say cruel things about me too. Okay. I'm here to spread light. I'm here to inform, to help people. I'm here to make a change. And it really is a huge perspective shift because you're changing, you're shifting from the external validation and the external criticism to, okay, what do I believe about myself? What do I know about myself? These people don't even know me. What do I know about myself? And that's really hard. <laughs> uh, you're very inspiring. I really liked I, that whole piece was just like, oh my God, the, the fear of being seen, the fear, it, it really underlines a lot of your behavior and you don't realize it. It's, it, it, it like, it's just so important. You just outlined so many important things, the self-awareness of your beliefs, the the ability to shift those beliefs, how those beliefs may have been shaping your behavior in the past. Do you want it to shape your behavior the same way in the future? So with that, in what ways can a person who, you know, like myself, who is like, wow, okay, I definitely have these limiting beliefs. 
I'm so motivated to change. What else would you recommend other than um, sort of having these uh, shifting again, doing the main perspective shift? Would you recommend like affirming affirmations? Would you recommend just sort of like diving into it and, or just like feeling the feelings and, you know, still diving into it? What, what sort of uh, resources and tools would you say a person should lean on to follow through with the perspective shift? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. I think there's, there's two things that need to happen. It's, it's firstly, um, deciding on, you know, where you want to go. And at the same time, sometimes before you can really have clarity, and this is just my belief before you Mm -hmm. can have clarity on where you want to go, you need to clear some of the, I call them distortions, but clear some of the patterns and clear some of the emotions that may be blocking clarity on where you want to go. Because Mm. I think if there's unprocessed emotions and there's thought patterns that takes over because all of these are unconscious and 95 and estimated to 95, sometimes, you know, more than that are create or, or are filtering your reality. Right. So, Mm -hmm. so sometimes when the 95% is full of distortions (laughs) is full of, um, junk, then Mm -hmm. it's hard to know where to go because it's full of murkiness. Um, so in that case scenario, like there's internal work that does need to get done, I think. And this is just where, where, where I am until you can kind of see clearly on maybe where you want to go or have like a a vision, you can still have a vision, but I think in, especially to speed up the manifestation process, you need to clear some of that emotional and mental uh, distortions that are Mm -hmm. limiting it coming into your reality. So in order Mm -hmm. to do that, you know, it's in my experience, it was a lot of energy work. It was a lot of understanding the like quantum healing. It was processing your emotions and feeling them and inner child work, uh, reparenting yourself. But a lot of the, the energetic practices, because if we're just focusing, and this is just my experience, if we're mm-hmm. just focusing on the mind and trying to do this in a ego, trying to change ego way, mm-hmm. it's difficult. <laughs> it, it takes a lot more time and it's difficult. But when we can focus on the energy world, because we are energy, things cl- can clear in an instant and it's it's faster and it's just, in my perspective, easier. Like you don't get into the story of it and you're just shifting those um, lower density, those really heavy emotions. Once those mm-hmm. can get, once those leave, it opens up space for newer vibrations, higher vibrations to enter your body and that are actually more authentic. So yeah, it'd be like energy work for sure. And specifically Mm -hmm. breathing. Um, I I did a lot of energy work with a coach and uh, yeah, I I know that we talked about this, but it was a lot of energy work for empaths and highly sensitive people. And that Mm -hmm. was at the beginning of my, um, I guess, healing journey. And that was just so useful, especially for the trauma bonding, especially for the difficult emotions coming up with the connection with my father. Mm-hmm. So that was really useful. Quantum energy healing was really, really useful. I did a lot of retreats with that, with uh, an indigenous lady, actually. And it was just mm-hmm. so powerful. Meditation is 
probably the best <laughs> free tool that you have access to that can mm-hmm. shift things and add to your awareness. And once you can change your brainwave states to get into ones going at a, a like a, a lower brainwave state, mm-hmm. then your body naturally knows how to heal. And so then it can energetically recalibrate to process those emotions for you. Um, mm-hmm. So that was really helpful as well. So those are some like really practical tools that that you can use free and paid, but I <laughs> meditation. Like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like them all though. Okay. I like the entire collection. Uh, okay. yeah. it's, it's necessary. We need it. We need it. Uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, meditation, I can agree that is absolutely life-changing and, um, as I, I always recommend it and I always try to highlight it whenever I have these conversations. And I'm so glad that you mentioned it. The energy work and sort of the quantum healing, we're going to have to bring you back because <laughs> I would love to dive into that because um, energy healing is, again, something that I think is not explained enough for people who are going through healing journeys who may perceive certain things as woo-woo or, oh no, I don't need that. I need to just focus. Like you said, just focusing on the mind, but you're exactly right. Stepping into the energy field and working on the blocks there. Amazing. Really, exactly. I'm sure it accelerates the process. And I would also love to bring you back to talk talk more about the manifestation process for everybody as well. Um, I myself have a very cursory understanding of it, but I can tell that you are definitely an expert and I would mm-hmm. absolutely love to deep dive into that too. So before we leave, with you've left us with so much helpful information, but before we wrap up, is there anything that you'd like to share or leave with the audience? I suppose like if you are going through a turbulent time or if you are going through density within your life, just understand that there are tools available. There are so much help available for you. There's free tools, there's paid tools, but just take one step forward. Like I I just remember when I was going through all of this and I was just in darkness, I suppose would be the only way to, to explain it. What was happening in in my reality. Yeah. I was Mm -hmm. like, is this going to end or like, what am I doing? Like, what am I supposed to be doing? And it was just the incremental gains that you get from taking one step each day in a direction Mm -hmm. that is towards your highest self and trusting that things are always working out for you. And this was for a reason and that you can only know the reason when you are looking back on it. So just trusting and knowing that you are always connected, you are always guided and trust the process. Um, you know, it's, it's all happening for a reason, even if you can't see it right now. Wise words. (laughs) <laughs> Wise words. The physical world can really trick you into believing like, hmm, what am I doing wrong? Like, why is nothing changing? Why exact, and exactly what you described? Like, why do I feel like I'm in this unending darkness and fog? Like, where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? But just moving forward in the direction you want to go, 
as small a step as you can take. Sometimes we really hold ourselves to, you know, we have perfectionism, super high standards, especially if we've experienced some sort of adversity or trauma. We want to get it right the first time, but it's, you got to have patience with yourself. You got to like you said, the reparenting, um, inner child work, all of these things. It's so, There's so many facets of the healing journey that you have to touch on. And you really have to be proactive and care for yourself and love yourself enough to take these steps. So, oh my God, Emily, this is such an incredible conversation. I, incredible is one of my favorite words, but it's such a, such a wonderful that. conversation. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Such a wonderful conversation. So informative, so helpful, so vulnerable and, and raw. And I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and sharing and for, you know, having the courage to share your story, because I know that's a whole nother piece to it as well. So thank you so much for being on, Emily. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I loved every moment. <laughs> Yay. Perfect. Me too. So that's why we've got to, we've got to have you back. Stay tuned, everybody. She will be back. Um, and, and, and if anybody wants to follow up with Emily or connect with Emily, please check out the bio because all of her information is going to be down there. You can already tell from just listening to this episode, she is in Formed. She knows what she's talking about. She's lived it. She has done the research. She has gone on the retreats. Um, this is an individual, me as a Capricorn, who is really into people having like the proper training and stuff. This is an individual that I would 100% uh, like work with. And so please, everybody check out her information down on in the description. And with that, so these episodes seem to be trending towards really a lot of the aspects of the healing journey, like we were just just discussing, so many different facets of it. And I love that we're able to touch on each one for you guys and sort of explain it from the perspective of understanding the human experience of it, but also of the holistic wellness of it, understanding here are the ways that you can begin. Here are the ways that you can start to become more aware of who you are. So we're going to continue on this path. So (laughs) with that, everybody, I love each and every one of you. These are so helpful, so wonderful to me. And I hope the same for you. And if you're loving it, please feel free to leave me a review, send me a rating, send me an email. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know what you're feeling. We are in this together. So again, have a wonderful day, you guys, and bloom where you are planting. (laughs) 